Welcome to the Denverse, I'm Derek, and today we're going to talk about the Colorado Avalanche capturing the President's Trophy for the best record in the NHL for the 2020-2021 season, although they only played games in 2021 because of COVID, which actually affected the season a lot. If you think about it, the Avs capturing the President's Trophy is pretty amazing, even though they had the talent all along. They've often been the Stanley Cup favorites, I believe they are again. But they had two COVID breaks. They've had several injury problems uh, long-term, including Pavel Francouz, who never played, who was backup for the Avs goaltender Philip Grubauer, which led to a carousel of goaltenders. They had Eric Johnson, who's been their uh, de facto captain on the back end, miss basically the whole season after the first few games. They had to trade away their other veteran defenseman, Ian Cole, because of cap issues, and then have defensemen like Sam Girard and Devon Taves really step up, along with Kale McCarr becoming arguably the best defenseman in the NHL. Then they had to win their last five games and tie the Golden Knights with 82 points in 56 games, but they had more regulation wins, and so they win the President's Trophy. A lot of people have been going back to the Avs' uh, 48-point season, which we'll get to in a minute, but for me, this journey really started in 2013-14, the first season where the Avs had Patrick Waugh behind the bench, Dathan McKinnon's rookie season, when they had 112 points and won the Central Division, edging out the Blues, had the best record in the Western Conference, and everything seemed to be going really well. It looked like the future was now. But in reality, that team was very flawed. They were winning a lot of games late. Uh, they were known as the Cardiac Kids because they were causing heart attacks, including a memorable game uh, in the uh, playoffs where they came back, scored late with empty net goals, and then won in overtime against the Minnesota Wild. But that luck ran out. They blew a two-goal lead late in Game 7 against the Wild that year, ended up losing, and then all of their flaws came out the next season. They weren't good at controlling the puck. They were really relying on Simeon Varlamov to win a lot of games for them, and everything stopped working. Late after his second season, Patrick Waugh quit. The uh, assumed savior coach just bailed on them, and Joe Sackick, the team's general manager, had to go out and find a new coach, and he found Jared Bednar, who had just won the AHL championship in Cleveland and brought Bednar in. Now, at training camp that season, it looked like things were going to be okay. They were going to get back on track. I was really intrigued by Jared Bednar's system, which looked completely different from Patrick Waugh's, and Waugh had to change his system because it wasn't working. It just seemed like everything was on track, and then the Avs completely fell apart. As I mentioned, they only managed 48 points that season, which, depending on metrics, was the worst season in the NHL in decades, and still is because last year it looked like the Red Wings might be worse, but then the season was canceled because of COVID, and the Red Wings didn't play another game. But there were six guys on that team who are now on this current team. Uh, Gabe Landeskog, the captain, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, the big stars on that top line, along with Tyson Jost and JT Comfer, who both were huge in these last couple games to capture the President's Trophy, and Carl Soderberg, who made his return late in the season. So those six guys were on the worst team, and now they capture the President's Trophy just five years later, with Jared Bednar still the coach, and Joe Sackett making a ton of moves, starting with trading Matt Duchesne, getting the rebuild, and adding the depth that he has over the last couple of seasons. That depth, you really look at from the San Jose Sharks loss, where they lost in Game 7 on that controversial Gabe Landeskog offsides that really derailed the team, and Nathan McKinnon was hurt for a period. And Joe Sackick looked around and realized that he needed more depth at scoring. 
that having JT Comfer and Tyson Jost was not enough secondary scoring. So he went out that year and got guys like Nazem Kadri, Jonas Donskoy, Andre Burakovsky, who have all been solid contributors, and finding Valery Nachushkin, uh, one of the great players of the Avs that you just never know what he's going to do, and P.E. Belmar to really be that fourth-line center and that anchor in the back has really helped. And then adding Brandon Saad in this last offseason really gave the Avs four lines, which two years ago they had one line and guys that you hoped would score. So Joe Sackick, you just can't talk enough about what a good job he's done that could really be the whole podcast. But looking at this season, the Avs started off kind of slow. They were splitting those two-game series with a lot of opponents in January. Then Johnson got hurt. They had backup goalie issues. Hunter Miska really wasn't doing it for them. So eventually they went out and got some guys. Neither of them have been great. Jonas Johansson has won a lot of games but looked shaky at times. Uh, Devin Dubnik hasn't been spectacular. So a lot was against the Avs early and then going through in the goaltending department, besides for Philip Grubauer, who tied our old friend Simeon Varlamov in with seven shutouts and didn't play the workload that some fans would have liked because they're trying to keep him healthy. Because two of the last three seasons, the Avs have lost both of their top two goaltenders, including last year. And if Grubauer was healthy, we might be talking about a back-to-back Stanley Cup run for the Avs right now. But we'll just take this one as we're looking at it. They had a COVID break in February. Uh, That wasn't their fault, but they still had to take time off. And then they split the four-game series with Vegas, which proved to be huge because they ended up tying Vegas. They couldn't lose any more points to Vegas. The big one, obviously, being the outdoor game in Lake Tahoe that took 10 hours to play. Nathan McKinnon had that goal where he was in his own zone and then took it all around all of the Las Vegas defensemen to score which was huge, ended up winning it for them. Then they had a strong march. Things were going great, and then the wheels fell off. The Avs get vaccinated. Uh, Giannis Donskoy isn't feeling great. They've already had a couple COVID guys out, and then it's clear that Donskoy has COVID, and the wheels fall off. The Avs have to take a break for a week. They come back. They lose three of their next five, and you're really wondering where are the Avs going to be. The Minnesota Wild have come on, and so instead of looking at the Avs battling for first place, you're hoping the Avs don't fall to third place and not get home ice advantage at all in the playoffs. And then, of course, they came on strong, uh, even through the COVID break, but then after the COVID break have figured it out. And then it took them winning five in a row to make this happen. Uh, most notably, the game where the Avs had to score two goals late against the Sharks, and then Andre Burakovsky had an easy overtime goal. That was huge. And then McKinnon really hasn't played the last week outside of the Knights game, and even in the Knights game, uh, it was clear that he wasn't skating well. So, first of all, you're asking the Avs to win the President's Trophy without Nathan McKinnon, and luckily guys stepped up in that Knights game. JT's Comfer, in that Knights game, JT Comfer gives the Avs the lead. Comfer, who only had six goals coming into the last three games of the season, uh, adds three more with a hat trick to beat the Kings uh, in their next game, but that was huge. Tyson Jost, who just has grown so much as a player in the last year, where it was looking like he might not even be a part of the Avs this year. They might not have the roster spot for him uh, to play regularly if everyone's healthy. Now he has been centering the top line with Landis Gog and Rantanen while McKinnon's been out. And then he scores the two first goals last night when the Avs offense really wasn't going. They were having trouble with the Kings goaltender. And they had Johansson and Nett because uh, Bednar 
is as worried about Grubauer's health as I am and didn't want him to play back-to-back. But Johansson only gave up that first goal of the game on a breakaway, and then uh, he didn't have to do a lot, but he was able to keep the Kings off the board. The Avs capture the President's Trophy. There are a lot of things that uh, also hurt the Avs this season, and I talked about injuries a little bit, but they had to play 39 players. They basically had to play two full rosters of players this year because of injuries, and only Nazem Kadri, who struggled quite a bit in the second half of the season, has played every game. But the thing that you like as the Avs head into the playoffs is not only do they have JT Comfer and Tyson Jost, guys that you weren't sure were going to be able to score, P.E. Belmar looks in playoff form, Donskoy looks in playoff form, the top line, hopefully Nathan McKinnon will be back. They added rookie Alex Newhook, who looks like he's going to stick around for the playoffs. And their defensemen are going strong, hopefully with the addition of rookie Bo Byram sometime in the playoffs. But Taves, Gerard, and Makar look solid. The Avs hadn't captured the President's Trophy in 20 years since they won it in 2000-2001 and went on to win the Stanley Cup. The only other time the Avs have won the President's Trophy was in 96-97. They ended up losing to the Detroit Red Wings in the Western Conference Finals that year. But they're 2-2, two and two, but there's been a lot of talk about the curse of the President's Trophy and how maybe the Avs didn't want it. And I don't look at this as a curse. I think that this is a great accomplishment for the regular season. And hockey really is two seasons. There's the regular season, the chase for playoff seeding, for home ice advantage, and then the playoffs. And the two are not really relatable. The hockey is much different in the playoffs. You have to have that grit. You have to win games in overtime. You have to have a great goalie. All of those things that just aren't comparable to what happens in the regular season. Uh, So I think that the Avs should celebrate this. They should celebrate having home ice advantage throughout the playoffs. They'll have it against the Blues in their first round series. They'll have it against the Golden Knights or the Wild in their second round series. And the Golden Knights are probably one of the top four teams in the league. And so you need that. You want to have that Game 7 at home if it comes to Game 7 in front of uh, 7,000 fans and maybe more by the time they get to the second round. We haven't seen any of the other teams in the NHL. They haven't played any of the other teams outside of the eight in their own division in the conference finals when they will play another team from another division. It will be based on best record versus worst record, and so we don't know how much home ice advantage will play a role in that or the Stanley Cup Finals if the Avs make it that far. But I just think this should be celebrated, especially the journey. 20 years ago, the Avs won the Cup. That would be their last Cup. It would be their last Cup appearance. They would only make the Western Conference Finals one more time since then, and that was the next year they lost to the Red Wings. We watched as Sackick tried to carry the team once they got into the salary cap era. We watched as he retired, Duchesne came along, and we suffered through the Joe Sacco years. There was the rise and fall of Patrick Waugh, and then again that 48. And this team is just built so much different. They're not just reliant on goaltenders like Anderson, Craig Anderson, or Simeon Varlamov. They're not even reliant on Grubauer, but they do have the goaltender who can carry them through the playoffs as long as he's healthy. So get excited about this playoff run. But just think about where the Avs have been in the last year. Things were rolling a year ago, and then Grubauer got hurt in the outdoor game. Avs were having some issues. They get stopped. They go play in the bubble, which was interesting to watch, but all the games were in the afternoon. It just didn't feel like the playoffs. It was in August when it was very hot. But now they get to come back here in front of Avs fans, starting with the 7,000, as I mentioned, and hopefully growing. But there's a lot to take away from this. This team still had to persevere. And I think that no matter what happens in the playoffs, we can look at this President's Trophy win and say, wow, that was quite a regular season. 
And I'm just excited for the team, for these guys who have been around for so long, and for the new guys. Hopefully this is building to something special. Uh, I'll be back with more coverage of the Colorado Avalanche as they start their playoff run. And we're also looking for the Denver Nuggets to uh, start their playoff run. So I'll be back with that, hopefully with Quinn here soon. Sorry we didn't have an episode on the Denver Broncos schedule. Uh, you can find that literally everywhere else in town. Until next time, I'm Derek. See ya.